Kyle Shanahan and Jed York talking with reporters about the San Francisco 49ers past, current, and future, and especially that quarterback position. Are Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch in lockstep from their comments at the owners' meetings and a brand new jersey number coming to an NFL team near you on today's episode of Locked On 49ers. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown 49ers. Brian Peacock and Nicholas Winkler with you today. Eric Crocker um, had uh, so, some emergencies to tend to here uh, during his travels. So uh, this Winky Wednesday edition will not feature Mr. Eric Crocker, but we've got the voice of the fan, my former colleague in radio, former TV sports anchor, Nicholas Winkler, joining us on today's Winky Wednesday, late Tuesday edition of Locked On 49ers. Nicholas Winkler, come on down. Yeah, owners meetings, the NFL, so good, Wink, just dropping little Mm -hmm. nuggets here, get a little combine, get a little free agency, get the owners meetings, so you get quotes and you get – Everybody, head coaches, GMs, and owners together to maybe talk trades, and then you get Lamar Jackson dropping his trade request on the on the public. He already dropped it on the Baltimore Ravens, and that gets everybody fired up and talking. And uh, uh, big news out of the owners meeting, cro- uh, uh, wink before we get started here, uh, because uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the quarterbacks. Talked a lot with Croc yesterday about the quarterbacks. Want to get your thoughts on it and and some of the comments made from 49ers brass, but the number zero. Is mm. all the own everybody's there together. What did they decide? They're gonna allow people to wear zero. That, that was the right. that was the culmination <laughs> of this event of owners getting together and all the, the power brokers of the NFL getting together. What changed? The number zero gets to be worn now. This from Tom Pelissero. The full proposal the owners approved allowing any player to wear number zero except offensive and defensive linemen also punters hmm. and placemakers can not only wear zero they can go all the way up to 49 and wear 90 to 99 so we might get like the the college numbers mm-hmm. where you get a punter wearing number 99 and you can have somebody like i don't know trey lance wearing zero because that's how much respect he gets nowadays from the san francisco 49ers organization <laughs> What do you think? Who wears number zero for the 49ers, Croc? Or Wink? I keep calling you Croc. I'm used to having I expect you to do it the whole show. So I'll just be right. Just call me Croc. It's fine. And let's be honest. Croc's out doing a victory lap right now. He's the people's champ. Yes. By the way, the uh, the 49ers media bracket, Crocker knocked me off in the in the opening round. I don't know about the seeding on that one. That was weird. But uh, he won the whole thing. Yeah. You, you lost to the eventual champ. So that's yeah, a good well, that's feeling. Not bad. Right. That's not bad. If you're going to go out, that's a good way to go out. <laughs> As for number zero, that's that's an odd thing. I mean, I isn't zero like the absence of numbers? Like, isn't it not actually a number? My math guys out there, let me know. I don't think it's an actual number. I think it. So that's a little weird to me. Um, somebody's definitely gonna wear it. I think you're gonna you're gonna see it on every every team is gonna have a zero yeah. guy for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so any of our math experts out there at Bay Area Wink on Twitter, let us know if uh if zero is even a number, it's sort of like the absence of color, right? Is right. is white the absence of color and, and black is the reflection so. of all colors or all maybe colors, it has yeah. back backwards? I think you nailed it. I think that's that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. And no, I, 
I look forward to see who on the 49ers actually wears zero. I It seems like a defensive back number or maybe a wide receiver. But when you talked about kickers and stuff wearing like 90s and stuff, I've always thought that's so hideous. And I hope that it happens. Like, I hope we do see like a 97 as a kicker, you know, like just some random number. I like it because I think the numbers that everybody wants and the what you want your your fast guys and your playmakers to have those single digit numbers. Mm-hmm. So the kickers can wear the ugly numbers, you know, give the yeah. kickers whatever 31 or 47 or something, <laughs> you know, and uh and allow, you know, I like the punters wearing 99. I think it's just funny because you know, but I want to see the fast guys with the low numbers. And I you're right, like DB's wearing zero makes a lot of sense just because like you know, you want to add you want to allow zero catches, zero yards, right? Like you're, not, you're getting you're getting nothing on us. I do think the number one lends itself well to the offense. The number zero lends itself to the defensive side of the ball. And by the way, Diamador Lenore, who's looking like he's got a nice little path to being the starting cornerback week one for the San Francisco 49ers, he wore number zero back at Oregon. So I think that's your leader in the clubhouse right now. Talking about uh, a John Lynch quote about Brock Purdy being the leader in the clubhouse for the 49ers starting quarterback. I think leader in the clubhouse for wearing number zero might be Demo, Diamador Lenore. Yeah, if you got like Vegas Lions, he would definitely you'd be at the, the least good odds on him to, to to be number zero there going forward. And just so the Niner fans don't kill me, I said 97 is a weird number. Obviously, 49ers Bryant Young. I I, I know 97 is a great number. 97 is a powerhouse number. It's a weird yeah. number for a kicker, though. Yeah, and that's why I want to see it. Like I yeah. want I want to see something strange. Like 91. Like, what was he doing? <laughs> uh quarterback wink. Yes. What are your thoughts, John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan? Because this is, it's the ultimate Rorschach test. I, I've seen the craziest takes on Twitter and, and people responding to the, the recent sort of press conferences or little scrums with John Lynch, now Kyle Shanahan, a little bit of Jed York as well, and their comments. And to me, it sounds like they're all on the same page. And really, it's no different than what we've talked about and what we thought it was. We're just kind of hearing them say it. But do you think there's anything that was weird about it? Do you think there's disrespect to somebody? Do you think there's uh, undue uh, expectations for certain quarterbacks? How do you feel about all of this with all the comments about the 49ers quarterbacks from John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan? Well, Peacock, I think you said it. I think this is what we knew going in, right? Like they want Brock Purdy to be the starter because he proved it. He went out there. He showed you that he is a starting NFL quarterback that can make the throws. He, he has, you know, he knows where to go with the football. He knows where not to go with the football. He, he's got that internal clock you know, inside of his head that, that the Kyle Shanahan system needs. And Brock Purdy has shown that he can do that. And so to say that he's the leader in the clubhouse is just obvious. The guy was a stud last year. Trey Lance hasn't been able to stay healthy. That best of ability is availability. That that always rings true. And you'd love to see Trey Lance go out there and steal this job and become the, the net in the future that we thought he was going to be, right? We thought Trey Lance like, yes, this is the guy. We're going to invest our future in this guy, give up a bunch of draft picks. Here we go but then he hasn't been able to get on the football field. So, so in order for, for people to get mad and be like, why aren't they going to give Trey Lance all the reps in, in the preseason? It's like, cause the dude can't stay healthy. Like you don't put all your eggs in one basket, right? You brought in Sam Darnold to be that security blanket. If you're not going to give him any snaps in the preseason and with the first team, like that just doesn't make any sense. That, that just seems like a bad move for an organization going forward because you don't know. If Brock Purdy's going to come back healthy, you don't know if he's going to heal properly. You don't know if that timeline is going to work out exactly how it's set out. There's always setbacks and things like that that you have to worry about. So you want to have as many guys ready to go as possible. And, you know, obviously 
you go with the guy who's done the most for you. You got to give the respect that it's been earned, and Brock Purdy's earned it. He has earned it with his play on the field, even though it was you know less than half a season's work, sure. and we've seen even less than that of Trey Lance in his two years. I'm just interested to see what the guy looks like in camp and in preseason games because Trey Lance is, uh, you know, he's a he's a specimen. He's he's big and he's fast. He's got a cannon of an arm, and we've seen glimpses of play mm-hmm. from him that that would lead you to believe that this guy could be a really, really good NFL player, maybe even a star-level quarterback. So you have to play that out. You have to see right. what that is unless a team comes calling. And next week, I want to talk about potential <laughs> trades with the San Francisco 49ers. If maybe Trey Lance offers could be coming, and the 49ers would consider those. Uh, before we get to that, though, the, the big takeaway for me, listening to John Lynch talk Monday, then Kyle Shanahan talk Tuesday, is – they said basically the same thing, but John Lynch is just like the eternal optimist and like, we're going to go do the best thing and be the best thing and try as hard as we can and have the best people. And then Kyle Shanahan's like this eternal pessimist. And he's like, I don't even know when he's going to be ready. And he's the yeah. best he's a quarterback, but I don't know who knows, you know, we're, I don't, I don't know even know if we're going to have a quarterback on Sundays, <laughs> you know, like they might take away the position. I don't know. So it's funny because they said the same thing, but they kind of say it a little differently. So I can guess I can guess that could be why people could misconstrue it. But I I think we're in lockstep here with Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, 49ers organization, where they're at with these quarterbacks. And so I think we can spell that out next. And does that mean that one of those guys could potentially be available on the trade market? And could those talks have happened with all these GMs and owners and coaches together at the owners meeting in Arizona this week? Next. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. The tournament heating up and tourney time is the best time. No better place to get your uh, to get in on the action with FanDuel because right now you can get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back up to $1,000 if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Locked On and sign up today to claim your no sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net. Tons of prop bets with the tournament, NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball. Wink and I are in a fantasy baseball league together. Pump for that to get going this week as well. So don't miss your shot at a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up and make every moment more with FanDuel. So if we if I heard this correctly and wink, I want to know what you think. What what do you think of the 49ers depth chart at quarterback and how the 49ers feel about all three quarterbacks and and, and how you think those reps are going to be dispersed based on what you heard? And uh, and I don't want to poison you with my my take on it and how I feel about it yet. Unless you listen to yesterday's show, you probably know. And I don't think that changed with Kyle Shanahan, but. Uh, what, what do you think? What's the depth chart for the 49ers? How's this thing pl- going to play out through camp? I mean, starting in camp, obviously, you give Trey Lance the first snaps, right? I mean, he's your guy. You drafted him. You invested a bunch of capital in him. And, and Sam Darnold's the new guy on the block. So you give Trey Lance the, the first few snaps, and then you say, okay, Darnold, come on in, take a few. All right, back to Trey. You know, and, and if Brock Purdy were healthy, I think it would be a lot different. I think we'd be seeing Brock Purdy out there taking the majority of the snaps because, again, we talked about it earlier – he's he's proven it and they've said it you know Lynch came out and said like leader in the clubhouse boom Brock Purdy and and Kyle kind of backed that up and they both there's always that that feeling right of 
They don't want to be wrong. Nobody ever wants to be wrong, especially when you've given up a bunch of stuff to get something. Yeah. So like with Trey Lance, I think there's that like, we still got to keep trying this. Like we got, we really want to make this work because we want to show everybody, look, we were right. We made the right choice. We gave up the right amount of draft picks. And so I think that's always kind of in the back of their heads and they're going to keep giving Trey Lance the most opportunities to succeed because we've we've seen flashes of it. We've seen like, oh man, imagine him, you know, with, with Debo and with Ayuk and with Kittle and with Christian McCaffrey. Like, wow, what an offense this could be. So I think they're going to give Trey Lance every opportunity to kind of seize control, especially early in camp. But you saw last year, how many quarterbacks they needed. So you got to have, make sure every guy is ready to go. If it, it does come to that. Yeah. And I think with the Darnold thing, especially people shouldn't make too much of Darnold being brought in because I think a lot of it's PTSD. And I think, yeah. especially with Kyle Shanahan, he sees all the injuries with all his quarterbacks. And he's like, I want three, I want, I want five, you know, that is probably how he feels right now based on how that season ended and how his quarterbacks, Jimmy included have gotten hurt. Yeah. Um, do you think there's any disrespect toward Trey Lance? Do you think there's a possibility that Trey Lance could be traded this offseason? If they've already made the decision that, that Brock Purdy's probably the guy, would it be that difficult to, to envision Trey Lance winning the job? Do you think they should try to get out of that now and get something in return from a team that might be on the outside looking in the draft and, and still looking at a young 22-year-old quarterback and thinking, well, we liked him in the draft and we still like him, so let's give him a shot rather than flipping a coin on one of these other quarterbacks? I think that's a bit tricky because there's so many quarterbacks in this draft, right? And and I still go back to that 49ers wanting to be right about this, where it's just like they're not quite ready to give up on him yet. Plus the PTSD thing from last year about we just need as many quarterbacks as we can have. So why would we trade away a guy that we think it, it could be the future of this franchise, you know, when it comes to Trey Lance? It, it feels like if they did trade him away, I mean, you'd never obviously get back anything even close to what you gave up to get the guy but do you go and try to recoup a little bit of your losses back or do you just keep throwing you know good money at bad money and i don't want to call trey lance bad money right now but based on his injury past it's definitely not looking like good money right and so i think it's so unlikely that he would get traded i i think it would be much more likely if if brock purdy wasn't hurt then yeah. I think they'd be like, well, we have a different guy who kind of won the job. So if a team wants to come calling, you know, we'll trade him. But I think because of the injury stuff, because of still the unknown with like Trey Lance in week one, there's a very good likelihood that he's your best option to start at quarterback. And that's with him not even getting better, which I would project him to be better than he was last year. Just, you know, from being around the game and being around the team more, knowing the offense a little bit better and going through another offseason, going through another camp. And so... I don't think they really can trade him because you can't trade him away. And all of a sudden he's great somewhere else and becomes awesome because he does have that physical ability. And, and if you're yeah. trading him, especially for, you know, like a third round pick or less, you're admitting, you're admitting defeat. You're like, oh, this guy, we just believe we, this guy's a bust, you know? Right. So, it, and I don't know if a team has seen enough of Trey Lance to offer them what it would take to be like, well, we have to take this, whatever first rounder. I don't know if they're going to get that offer too. Like the, the the most likely thing that I could see where something would match up would be the Colts with another team trading in front of them in the draft. Maybe they only like a couple of quarterbacks. Those guys are gone and they're sitting there at four. And they're like, well, we can get the best defensive player in the draft and then trade our second round pick 35 overall. It's a high second round pick for Trey Lance, who we loved pre-draft. He was their blue star player or whatever in that draft. And Chris Ballard, same GM was there. He loved him. He's still young. 
maybe that's something I could see a high second rounder, maybe being a value that works out the 49ers see it. And they're like, well, we think Brock's going to be the guy anyway, even if we have to wait an extra month into the season and we still have Sam and, you know, we draft the quarterback late to, you know, who, who knows, maybe it's the next Brock Purdy. Um, so I, I could see that scenario, but it's going to be hard to find the right value for a team willing to give up a lot. And it's enough for the 49ers to move off of Lance because he still has that huge upside and yeah. you don't want to let another team develop him if you're not completely sure where Brock Purdy is. And maybe that has to be something that happens after the draft, after they've seen the recovery process for Brock Purdy. Yeah, because I think where the 49ers sit right now is they're not in dire need of draft picks, right? Yeah, they don't have a first or a second round pick, but they have all those compensatory picks, right? So it's kind of like they're they're kind of stocked when it comes to taking chances on guys and, and kind of throwing draft picks around as like, look, we can we could try this position, that position. And if I don't I think if they weren't in that position, I think there'd be a much higher likelihood that Trey Lance would get traded for a second round pick. I mean, speaking of which, so Peacock, let's let's put on your GM hat real quick for me. Colts call you. They want to make that trade. Are you making that trade? I, I, would, fall, right? I, I would definitely consider it. And, and I probably wouldn't consider much later than that. And you, you, you talked about the picks that the 49ers have. Plus they, they don't have a lot of holes because they've got a really good roster. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I would say the one position you'd be looking at is offensive tackle. You lose Mike McGlinchey, Colton McKivitz. Colton McKivitz was cut before on the 49ers roster and brought back through the practice squad, right? So he's not like right. uh, you know high pedigree player who's penciled in to start at right tackle. The 49ers added uh, journeyman Matt Pryor, who's a really big uh, sort mm-hmm. of uh, you know he could be a I think he'll pro- he projects as a backup right tackle probably. He's played a little left tackle, played some guard sort of you know someone that could give you some some depth at, at offensive tackle and, and help you out there if Colton McKivitz gets hurt or, or isn't the guy. But I, I think long-term offensive tackle is a pretty huge need for the 49ers. And if you were able to get a starting caliber guy at offensive tackle, it might be worth it to protect your quarterback that you decided to go with if you believe Brock Purdy is going to be good and come back and be that guy. Um, but you would have to make that determination before the draft, which makes it even more difficult for the 49ers because they won't have that information on Purdy yet. Or maybe they've seen enough from Darnold to be like, well, even if it is an eight-month process instead of a six-month process, we like Darnold for a couple months. He's showing us enough where we can we can get by, we'll be fine, and then it'll be Purdy's job. Um, so I, I think right now, if I knew how they felt truly about both guys, and they're like, dude, Purdy healthy is not going to mm. get beat out by Lance. If that's how they truly believe it, then they should accept that trade and, and move on. Let another team develop them. And it might be best for Trey Lance, too, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, if I'm Trey Lance, no. if you're Trey Lance, do you want to be traded? Right. Because right now, yeah, you're, you're like, okay, they're telling me I'm going to get half the first team reps. And then this guy who's not even going to be in camp is the leader in the clubhouse when he comes back. Like, so no matter how well I do, I still have Brock Purdy looking over my shoulder, right? So that's got to be tough for Trey Lance. I, I, I agree with you. It, would it be best for Trey Lance to go somewhere else? Probably. As a and, 49er fan, do you want him to go somewhere else? Probably not. You know, what happened last year? Yeah, quarterbacks. So, two parts to that. One, from the Colts' perspective, too. It's like, if I'm the Colts, I would much rather have Will Anderson, you know, a, sure. basically their version of the next Nick Bosa, basically, you know, a, a pass rushing defensive end to build your defense around and Trey Lance with a second round pick who's still 22 years old. Then mm-hmm. Will Levis, who's already 22 years old, I think, and 
is as much or more of a coin flip there and not more physically talented than Trey Lance is, you know, that's a no brainer right. for me. If I'm the Colts, I would do that. And I would maybe even say, okay, here's a conditional future pick as well. There you go. If Trey Lance goes crazy, here's something else too. Yeah. Maybe that's what needs to happen is conditional stuff with Trey Lance is if he becomes good and starts 17 games and he's a, he's a dude. And all of a sudden you're in the playoffs with Trey Lance that, that give me some ones, you know, don't give me twos. Give me ones. <laughs> so maybe, maybe a future conditional pick is what needs to happen as it pertains to Trey Lance, but the 49ers have their picks back next year. So they would probably want something now and in this draft and start to get that ball rolling. So it starts to get very difficult when you put all that together. One more note here on, on Trey Lance, before we get to the 49ers' newest kicker that they traded for, Zane Gonzalez, hey. supposed to be the big story this week, but we got all this, uh, all these quotes and stuff from the uh, from the owners' meetings. The Brock Purdy thing. If you do put mm-hmm. all your eggs in the Brock Purdy basket, we know who he is. We've seen him play so well, but the 49ers' offense has so many weapons too. Like, are we sitting here in two years, or are we sitting here? Brock Purdy comes back before the 2024 draft, 2025 draft, whatever it is. And everyone feels the same way about Purdy as they felt about Garoppolo. It's like, well, he's really good, but right. he's not like special. He doesn't have, you, you go see these, you go, you go play against Patrick Mahomes. You go play against Josh Allen. And these guys have special ability and Brock Purdy's a really good quarterback, but he doesn't have that. Are you then the Niners in a couple of years being like, ah, cool. We got Kirk cousins, but we want to get better than that. So you're still looking for something better who's physically much more like Trey Lance, right? So, And then are you in the draft again looking for a quarterback? So that I, I don't know. I haven't seen enough of Brock Purdy to know exactly where that ceiling is, mm. but he played so well. I could see why the 49ers were like, well, this is good. This is great. Just give me that. Like, please, yeah. like, just that level of quarterback play will be in a great spot, right? But it's still not the level I think Brock Purdy's ceiling is probably not the level that they were hoping they were going to get when they drafted Trey Lance. That was the point of moving up for someone like Trey Lance. And does, you know, hitting on a guy like Trey Lance so late in the draft, like affect the 49ers hubris, right? Where there's like, look, we'll deal with this guy in a couple of years. You know, we'll just get another young guy and, and keep these small quarterback contracts, <laughs> right? Where they can then yeah. throw money everywhere else. And they don't have to go out and sign a big name guy or bring in a big free agent or give somebody a bunch of money. They're like, okay, cool. Thanks, Brock. It's been real. We got this other sixth round draft pick that we think is ready to go. And it's so amazing how the, the effort and the trading up and the, yeah. uh, the, the, the trading for Jimmy and then giving Jimmy his big contract and all the work they've done at quarterback. And they're like, Oh, look what we found between the couch cushions, <laughs> the very last pick in the draft. Hey, we got a franchise quarterback, you know? And it's like how, yeah. you know, all the work that you put in scouting and doing all this stuff and their best picks are uh, the, the, the last pick in the draft. And a bunch of fifth rounders, you know what I mean? Yeah, so and a like, sixth rounder and Elijah Mitchell. Like they they really live at the end of the draft. So going forward, you know, it's like, what were they thinking with Trey Lance? Like, uh, yeah, Nick Bosa, sure. He was a he was a well, you right, know, yeah. no miss guy. That was an easy draft pick. But the Trey Lance thing was risky, and they took a risk and they put it all out there, and he hasn't been able to stay healthy. So it's hard to say if that's been I mean, obviously, right now it's not a good draft pick because you've gotten almost no return for what you've given up for this guy. But there's always that like, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. But then how long do you live with maybe, right? You need to get something back. And, and with Brock Purdy, that was an immediate return of like no investment. Like, okay, oh, and 49ers, if, if, what do we do next? If Brock Purdy truly is back close to week one at some point and it's his job and Trey Lance is the backup, well, now, now Trey Lance has no value. 
So you're not yeah. getting that second round pick anymore for trade. Right. You probably just have to cut him after this season or just he's a backup until his contract expires. But his contracts kind of extend. They make nine million dollars a year. You're not going to want to keep him around. Probably you might then try to maybe someone trades for uh, well, they wouldn't want to pay him nine million either. Maybe if they, you no, know, so no. his value. Just here's the thing as as the night of voice of the fan here for the 49ers, what we just went through and just what we've seen the past six, seven years as 49er fans, you need multiple quarterbacks. Like one quarterback's not going to make it through that whole season. And so unless Sam Darnold comes in and just kind of, you know, blows the, you know, your socks off, then it's just like, okay, we, we should probably keep Trey Lance. We should probably keep him around. Even if, you know, Purdy comes in. Okay, here, here's a fun fun question to pose to you. Let's say Brock Purdy's not ready for week one. Let's say he's ready week three. But Trey Lance is just balling out week one, balling out week two. You don't give that job to Brock Purdy, do you? Absolutely week not. Three? No, no way. No way. You can't. Nope. You just, That's you exactly just what needs to happen to Trey Lance and for the 49ers to be their ultimate best would be that Trey Lance shows – over the course of the summer, maybe the beginning of the season, that he's actually better than than Brock Purdy. That's the best path for the 49ers. It makes them the best. Yeah, I agreed. And then it's like, cool, and we got a good cheap backup in Brock Purdy. Yeah, boom. And Sam Darnold then gets cut. I don't know. He hangs well. around just in case everybody gets hurt again. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Well, I heard that they shelved that that uh, third quarterback thing at the the owner meeting, that it's it's kind of just not going to be talked about right now, that they're like, oh, we're not going to worry about having that yeah, third quarterback. You just have to carry them all. You can't have the emergency yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. So, and the Niners are going to do that. They'll they'll carry. It seems it weird for a, a you know a league that talks so much about health and safety and how important it is to everybody. It's like we're going to give you the minimum amount, amount of guys that you and, can possibly have, and the product. I can't imagine the league wants yeah. a game like what we saw in the NFC Championship game. Nobody wants that. No. Get a get, you got to have a capable quarterback ready to come in. It's and weird. Play. Next, wink. Like Talk a little bit about some of the moves the 49ers have made, including getting themselves a kicker, since you are our special teams specialist here on Locked On 49ers next. Today's episode brought to you by Built Bar. It is Built March Madness. The bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, so now's the time to make it count and go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorite bar. Wink, do you have a favorite flavor of Built Bar? I'm a peanut butter guy through and through. I know the peanut butter brownie is in the bracket. That would get my vote. Are you a puff guy? Are you a bar guy? I was going to say, anything with the marshmallow in it, give okay, it to you me. The marshmallow puffs. See, I go the original bars. Uh, Wink and Croc both love the puffs. And now it's your turn, all the listeners, to support your team, support your bar or puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked-on listeners will get a free box of Built. And not only that, one locked on listener will get a 12 month subscription to built to have built best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. So you got to try built it's the best protein bar ever high in protein, low in sugar, low in calories and unreal flavors. So run to builtmarchmadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So hop on in and support your pick. Zane Gonzalez. The Robbie Gold era is officially over, Wink, and Zane Gonzalez has been traded for, brought in mm -hmm. for a swap of conditional draft picks in the future for Zane Gonzalez. And the best part of probably all of the all of the quotes from John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan at the owners' meetings was John Lynch saying. In response to Zane Gonzalez, we made a move at kicker. 
we made a, oh, we made a move. It's like <laughs> period. Like, I, I don't, and, uh, let's move on. <laughs> and, and with those conditional picks, uh, I'm guessing Zane Gonzalez, if he doesn't make the squad, the Niners don't give up anything in the future for him. So that was basically a, you know, a free kicker. And if he sticks, you're giving up a, a late round pick. I think it was a swap of fifth or seventh round picks or something like that uh, in yeah. the future. So maybe it's Zane Gonzalez. He's coming off an injury last year with the Panthers. Steve Wilkes, you know, might maybe said some good things about him. Um, veteran kicker. It's 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 funny because running backs are like ancient by the time they're in their late twenties. Kickers don't even start kicking good until they're in their thirties. Like the kickers yeah. are weird. Like I, I saw a stat recently. I think it was Jordan Elliott of uh, Niners Nation that that was you know talking about drafted kickers i think one out of the last 17 kickers that were drafted got a second contract with the team that drafted like i can't think of can you think of a long-time kicker that just got drafted by a team and he just stayed on that team it doesn't happen Janikowski was the last one right yeah like, there you go and now, when was he drafted like, like 1999 or something so long ago <laughs> no it's just one of those things where you gotta have somebody on the roster right and so like you said it's probably a wilkes move it made sense they're gonna bring in probably an undrafted guy that, that you know to to go for the you know to, to push zangalas they might even go after another veteran to bring into camp and just kind of let him kick it out right yeah and, and i like what the 49ers are doing right now there there's there's not gonna be any big contracts or mm. big free agent moves. I don't think they're going to, that are come going to come before the draft, maybe in the summer before camp, they realize, okay, we need somebody else at this spot and they bring somebody in who's still out there um, on, on a short-term deal or something like that. But what they're doing right now is they're just kind of like putting putty and all the nail holes in their wall, right? Yep. Before they really paint it because they, they need to have, they, they need to have things set up before the draft where they don't have to go. Like, I, I don't want to see the 49ers sitting there with no kicker on draft day. And they're like, Oh, we like this kicker the most. And we don't have a pick yeah. until the fifth round, so we got to spend one of these third round picks on him, just because we can't, we, you know, we can't risk it. We want to get the kicker mm-hmm. we like the most, and so now they don't have to do that. They have a kicker. They they brought in Matt Pryor, so it gives them some depth on the offensive line. John Feliciano gives them some depth on the offensive line, so they don't have to force a, a tackler, an offensive lineman at pick ninety nine if the right guy's not there. They can maneuver around, make the draft work for them, but they have their their needs, even though they need more and they're going to draft more players and they're going to add, you know, 10, 11 more guys, depending on if they, they trade up and, and, and lose a couple of those picks. They got 11 draft picks. They're going to add competition, add some players to the roster, but they're, they're adding bodies to the roster in a way that some of these guys might not even make the roster. Some of these guys might play a big role for the 49ers, but they're, they're making it so their needs are kind of set and they can attack a little best player available more so than just go strictly need and, and maybe make mistakes in the draft, which is where a lot of mistakes get made. Yeah, I, I think you, you hit the head, you know, the nail right on the head with that one. And, you know, as a 49er fan, I just want to give a shout out to Robbie Gold. You know, like that, that was an amazing run he had with the 49ers. It was just, it was such a nice feeling to just know that when he came out there, like he's going to make it, you know, and yeah, he didn't make all of them, but he made the big ones. He made the ones that counted for the 49ers throughout his entire tenure with San Francisco. So that's going to be, there's going to be some hard shoes to fill. And, uh, and hopefully they, they find a guy that's not, you know, just as consistent because that's an important part of, of the game. <laughs> there was a lot of responses to that Zane Gonzalez trade uh, and the Robbie Gold stuff. In, in yeah. my, it, it was more so fear of, oh my there gosh, are we going to have to trust? Are we going to, am I going to have to sweat that out in a playoff game with a rookie kicker lining up for a game winning kick? It's a solid question that needs yeah. to be asked. Yeah. Because Gold was there. I feel, you knew it. I, I will say Robbie Gold was really good and a solid kicker for a long time in the league and, and a long time for the 49ers. 
but the real talent was Tabor Pepper long snapping to Mitch Wisnowski's holds. Wisnowski. Like, it's all about the hold, really. He can't be making all those kicks without the great snap and the great Who hold. Who got the and big Niners contract? Did they did they resign gold? No, they resigned Wisnowski. And and Tabor Pepper got his long term deal. Right? right? Yeah. So yeah. there you go. You just put it there. It's like it's like what what did uh, the the kid Baltimore. Ravens kicker says like the ball, you know, you, you practice enough and it's all there. The ball practically kicks itself. You, know, you get paper <laughs> and Wisnowski putting it down. Anybody can kick it through the upgrades. Right. Put, put Wink out there in the number zero and he can make those pickles. No, no, 97. I want to, oh, right. let me, he'll let me wear it. Oh, It'll absolutely. Wink, thanks for, for joining the show and, and filling in for Eric Crocker. All the love to Croc and uh, hope everything's good with him. And uh, in his travels, and I'm sure he will be back with us tomorrow on the podcast. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen. And Croc and I back tomorrow right here, Locked On 49ers. See you.